things can fall apart quickly and do during a recession uh, because of debt. And it's not just how much debt, it's the type of debt that we can search for in order to provide us an opportunity to make that margins of millionaires that so many of uh, us have done over the historical downturns that have occurred. This is The Playbook. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. It is time for uh, payback time. Uh, We're going to have a little bit of a super training on taking advantage of the recession. Uh, I've been around in 93, 99, 2008, and uh, I've learned some serious lessons, and it's cost me a lot uh, to learn these lessons. So I want to pour what I've paid into you and payback time is to empower you with the margins of millionaires. Uh, to empower people today to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun in a downturn of a market. And uh, we love, love to learn the advantages that occur when people oversell, overbuy. We want to identify all the different opportunities, options, and touches of favor. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jake. And, uh, what makes this recession so interesting and why I call it payback time is that, you know, each time there's a downturn, uh, we learn valuable lessons and those lessons uh, create margins. They create true bottom line margins. I call it the margins of millionaires only historically because more millionaires are made during a recession or a downturn than any other time. And the reason it is, is that things are overbought and oversold and nothing creates margins, healthy margins than when things are overbought and oversold. Uh, The best part about looking historically in downturns is that human nature never changes, that people will continue to overbuy and oversell regardless of what history teaches us and that those that are wise, those that are aware can take advantage of the overselling and the overbuying if they look upon three different things. One, if they look upon uh, the market itself and finding the best market is something that we'll talk about. And then the market makers is a little bit more obsequious, trying to find uh, who are the market makers to determine if uh, it's just a facade of overselling or overbuying, or they're actually you know, strong hands or loose hands on the market uh, that allow us to create those bigger and the third component margins. A lot of people get so busy during a downturn trying to save themselves, they forget to make money. Uh, they're working within the context of being afraid. And what makes this great recession uh, that we are uh, in and we will continue to be in so interesting is that um, there's a hangover of a few trillion dollars that have been poured into the economy. And there's a majority of the younger workforce, at least in the last 15 years, that have never experienced a downturn. Uh, so you can imagine that anyone that's basically 40 and under Uh, has not been, or most people have not been into a position uh, where the downturn was other than something to be aware of, but not participate in. And so these two factors will determine the markets, the market makers and the margins, the overselling and the back-end selling that occur during a recession. Um, And that's why I want to continue to talk about and pour into Uh, all the lessons that I've learned, the dummy tax that I paid in order to help people find the best market, find the best market makers, and of course, make the most margins uh, within the recession. And so let's talk about 
uh, how the, the markets itself are made. And the first thing and lesson that I've learned uh, is that things fall apart quickly. Uh, and that's the first rule of uh, the recession. And it's going to fall apart quickly uh, as we look at the debt uh, that we've created. And the debt is what causes people uh, to fall apart, organizations to fall apart, institutions to fall apart. And we even have seen countries falling apart uh, to cover debt. And so if we're going to analyze a market, we want to look and see where the debt is, what kind of debt there is, and how to take advantage of that debt. So as we've learned from the past, one of those types of debt that creates extraordinary opportunity options and touches of favor, creates extraordinary margins as well, is something called subprime lending. And I know that subprime lending has been uh, extricated from real estate because it completely uh, destroyed our economy uh, when we were just giving out loans to anyone at higher interest rates. And subprime lending, less than AAA paper, is something to be aware of because where there is subprime lending, where there is that type of debt, uh, there is extraordinary options and opportunities. And so you need to explore different markets where the debt is and what kind of debt there is, because that will determine one of the great opportunities and options of where you can make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. So subprime lending is one of the areas which uh, is still in existence today. It's just utilized in different areas, mostly in luxury items like yachts and planes and luxury cars and motorhomes and boats. Uh, but those opportunities exist today and you can follow step-by-step step and we'll go over different opportunities like that and where you find subprime lendings in our taking advantage of the recession group, which I encourage all of you to join uh, so that we all can utilize the margins of millionaires and take advantage of the dummy tax uh, that I've paid, experienced, and, and done. So the first thing to realize is things can fall apart quickly and do during a recession uh, because of debt. And it's not just how much debt, it's the type of debt that we can search for in order to provide us an opportunity to make that margins of millionaires that so many of uh, us have done over the historical downturns that have occurred, uh, at least in the last 30 years, especially. Um, the second falsity, uh, and we saw this during the pandemic and we'll see this during the downturn, is you don't have to necessarily lose your job to be impacted. Uh, so many people, hinge the downturn of the market on whether or not they are employed or not. And uh, looking at this uh, over you know, the past several weeks, uh, you have seen obviously the costs uh, rise and uh, people are stocking up on all kinds of things. Um, but where prices have even uh, remained normal, uh, things aren't inexpensive, right? And uh, in previous recessions, Non-salary workers like real estate agents, car salespeople uh, have seen their commission and that income evaporate almost overnight. Uh, we saw banks close, housing prices decline, uh, people's net worth drop as we see right now in stocks, in crypto, in NFTs. Net worths have dropped 30, 50, 70 percent seemingly overnight. And this uh, effect is that 
the employers uh, will become strained or stressed, which actually provides opportunity. Opportunity, if you have skills, knowledge, and desire that is aligned with being able to utilize those downturns, those oversellings, in order to create abundance, in order to help other people. You don't necessarily need to lose your job in order to be impacted, but that impact can be utilized to your advantage to take advantage of the recession to not only make money, but to help people that have seen significant financial strain, significant losses uh, in what they do. Uh, so the second lesson that we've learned is you don't have to lose your job to be impacted. Uh, the third lesson is that all the pain is not in your wallet. And this one was a heavy lesson for me to learn because I was one of those people as a multimillionaire in my 30s uh, that identified myself with how my bank account or my wallet looked. And uh, my health and everything around it was determined upon what my balance was. And uh, when I would suffer pain in that position, in that wallet, in that bank account, uh, that would be uh, the impact or the catalyst to understanding things are going well or things are going bad. And uh, when we start looking uh, at a bigger picture that, uh, as I exclaimed, you know, I didn't believe in a God back then that I did everything myself, that I was narcissistic and in control of everything in my trajectory and realized that everybody serves a God. Uh, I was serving the God of the wallet, the God of the bank account, the God of money. And so to uh, look at things differently and say, not all the pain is in my wallet during a downturn, uh, that the calamity that is created by a recession um, is, is real. And we are already fighting a, a mental health uh, pandemic. And we, as I am on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy, need to be aware uh, of all the different effects of a recession that go beyond the wallet, which will then circumvent back to or uh, get back to hitting everybody uh, because as we will see uh, uh, the net worth decline, the mental stress that occurs, we're gonna see even a greater uh, pandemic or epidemic of mental health. And we have to prepare ourselves right now uh, by utilizing strong self-development, investing in ourselves, knowing we're in control of our mindset, our heart set and our hand set, because if we're not in the right mindset, the right heart set and the right hand set, we will not be in a position to take advantage of the recession to create abundance, to empower others, to empower others, to be happy by making a lot of money by these markets, market makers, and the margins that are available. So remind yourself that not all the pain is in your wallet, that we have to have our non-negotiable of health, our mindsets, our heart set, and our handset uh, are uh, completely reliant upon our health, especially our mental health. Uh, the fourth lesson that we learned uh, to take advantage of a recession is that cash never lasts as long as you think it will. And uh, this is just human nature 101, uh, that as much as we want to save for a rainy day, that we never save enough and that our money will never last as long as we think it will unless we connect the dots backwards, unless we are disciplined in our spending, uh, we will 
always uh, run out of money before we thought we would. And so we need to make sure that uh, we are unemotionally predetermining the distribution of our financial well-being and that we are holding today, even if you haven't felt any impacts, even if you feel like your business is going to last and go forever, uh, your money will run out. It will not last as long as you think it is unless you have the discipline of predetermining unemotionally the distribution by percentage of what your costs are going to be your living costs your automobile costs your food costs your travel your entertainment uh, that discipline is critical to take advantage of the markets and the market makers as you find them to create even greater margins uh, if i uh, prospect how long my savings will last or how long i will be able to withstand a recession or a downturn i usually prepare half of that, meaning twice as much uh, as a percentage of, of savings and twice as little of spending. Um, and therefore that's about for me, the average of what people over or optimistically look at and why they run out of money. And as you know, the closer you get to zero, the more resistance occurs and the more acceleration you get of running out of money and the less money comes available because of that resistance, scarce energy that's created. The fifth lesson uh, that I've learned to, to uh, pull in, and this one will apply to everybody with the growth of the gig economy, with the romanticization of uh, the entrepreneur, is that even side hustles get cut. Uh, so many people just think that the uh, recession or downturn is going to be an opportunity to lean into the side hustle. Uh, and uh, that will just flourish. Uh, I just want, in, which is fine to lean into the side hustle, but remember that uh, within the context of a gig economy and the world, which is vastly different from last time we had a recession, so many millions of people have side hustles who didn't have them in the past. Uh, so many people are going to think they can rely on this outside income to provide that savings financial cushion. And uh, I would just point out that you can't rely on the side hustle. You can lean into it, but side hustles can get cut as well. Uh, and so if you're only relying on that for your financial future to take advantage of the markets, the market makers and the margins, uh, this is not a great uh, discipline or not a great strategy because even uh, even those get cut um, as, as well. And the next lesson uh, to pour in is our biggest risks are the ones that you don't see. Um, and let me share a quick story what I mean by that. Uh, in 2006, uh, there was, as today, a sentiment that things wouldn't go down. The housing market wouldn't go down. There's too much of a shortage, you know, there's still properties here today, right? They're, they are selling with waiting lists and, you know, th th this, there's just too much of a shortage for, for it to, to go down. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, holding as much real estate as I did with 33 homes in San Diego alone, I had a golf course, a ski mountain, and I thought, oh, there's no way I'm sitting from the purchase price. And then, you know, things happened quicker than I thought. I didn't understand uh, because I didn't ask for help 
uh, how uh, finances worked and what banks couldn't couldn't do. And it wasn't just me; it was many of millionaires and billionaires that I knew uh, that were going to twenty and thirty year relationships at their private banks uh, to get a float or a line uh, that were cut off immediately. Um, and I didn't see that coming. You know, I saw about $40 million of uh, liquidity that I could utilize in order to maintain my not only lifestyle, but my business style to complete the project, especially the golf course, the biggest one I had uh, in a timely fashion. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, I didn't see it coming. And if you go out and find someone who sits in the situation that you want to be, if you go out and seek help, if you ask for help from people who have survived uh, these downturns over 20, 30, 40 years, you will find that the biggest mistakes that are made, the biggest risks exist are the ones you don't see coming. And the only way you can see it coming is to find someone who's in a situation that you want to be in and ask them what they didn't see coming. Make sure that they have the banking relationships uh, that they think they have. You know, I was just amazed that after 20 years of working with the same individual at my private bank, I knew I was in trouble when I went in to go ahead and utilize my line when the person who had been with me for 20 years and had represented the security of the bank and represented the security in our relationship wasn't there anymore. And here was a person that didn't even know my name and didn't have a personal relationship with me, nor did they care that they were about to disrupt my entire life. Now, because I give meaning to everything I see and because the past is relative, it ended up to being a promotion and a protection of losing everything. But I didn't have to lose everything if I would have learned the lesson that the biggest risks that we have are the ones you don't see coming. And the only way uh, to avoid those risks uh, or to prepare for those risks is to ask for help, to get mentorship, to find someone who's in, in a situation that you want to be in. And that's why we've created a group. Uh, we will meet every Monday to talk about not only how to take advantage of the recession, but to share and network with one another opportunities, options, and touches of favors that exist, and also raise awareness to risks uh, that other people may not see coming from the situational knowledge, experience, and leveraging the situational relationships that exist. The next lesson to pour into everyone in a recession uh, is that some investments will remain stable. And so we've talked about the market uh, utilizing, um, to me, the stock market uh, to align with the skills, knowledge, and desire that we have in the trajectory that we want is critical during a downturn. It's critical. So if we know that some investments remain stable, we also know some investments will do well, and we can also take some lottery tickets. So the strategies that we'll work through in our group and talk about is what are the 50 companies that have not moved in the last three to five years? And in the stock market, we can find these companies and then look within the market makers to see how our skills, knowledge, and desire are aligned with the market makers' skills, knowledge, and desire in the industry's careers and jobs that remain stable. Uh, or even are doing well. And so many places uh, have remained relatively stable, long-term rentals. Uh, the short-term rentals, not so much. Uh, certain stocks will show you 
uh, where the industry's careers and jobs are, that remains stable to protect us and provide us an opportunity to be a market maker uh, and looking and seeing how and what outpaces the rest creates those margins as well. So uh, investments that will continue to make money are crucial and to find those, there needs to be a process of aligning your skills, knowledge and desire with what's doing well today or what hasn't moved in the last three to five years. And the stock market's a great place to do that analysis to find the industry jobs and careers and then utilize that in order to be a market maker or to participate in the market making of the overselling or overbuying, which creates the margins of millionaires. So remember that all is not gloom and doom, that the idea of this training and the idea of the group is to raise awareness to find how to take advantage of the greatest opportunity that historically has existed in the United States, which is a downturn or a recession where more millionaires are made. For those who understand or have paid the dummy tax or have utilized mentorship to share or participate in the perception of that dummy tax in order to outperform the rest. Uh, the next lesson, uh, just because you can qualify to borrow money doesn't mean you should. Um, and you know, we talked about debt. Uh, some debt uh, in the same respect that you want to buy up because uh, of the nature of that debt and who's buying it and what it's utilized for, but also the debt or credit bubble uh, is something to be aware of and that we want to make sure that we are taking on the right leverage and the right debt in order to take advantage of things that are oversold so that we can buy them. Um, and uh, there's a you know, great opportunities that exist uh, for low income, minority borrowers, uh, female borrowers. There's a lot of government programs. L let me tell you about one. one uh, if you have not, if you're a small business owner and you have not applied, it takes between eight and 12 minutes uh, for your ERC, for your employee retention credit. You get about, on average, $26,000 an employee if you've maintained them during the recession. Uh, on average, small businesses are getting a credit of $225,000. Over 80% of the small businesses in America apply, uh, 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 are approved for, in minutes, right, approved for their ERC, their employee retention credit. And this credit uh, can be utilized uh, in an extraordinary way because the timeliness of the credit that's given now to take advantage of the overselling and backend selling. If you do not or have not, just please email me directly. I will get, it will take eight to 12 minutes. I will get you right there to the application so that you can yourself get this credit. So if you don't know about the ERC, Google it. it, it everyone knew about the PPP, but the ERC is way easier. And for anyone that retained their employees, any small business owners, this was meant for you to get back your tax dollars. So there's a bonanza waiting for you. If you are complaining about taxes, well, some of it is your own accountability of what you're doing to participate in that perception because there's a huge credit coming your way that most people don't even know about or aren't taking advantage of. So go ahead, email me, david at dmeltzer.com. You can join the recession group or you can, of course, go ahead and get that ERC credit. Uh, it takes eight to 12 minutes to get it and 80% of small businesses own it. Uh, I'm gonna take a breath real quick. Everybody on that note, if you don't mind, let's invite some more friends in here. 
We have a nice big growing room. Let's get our numbers up. I'm gonna take a quick breath as well. But uh, my email, if anything has intrigued you, I also am gonna give away, uh, if you email me an exercise for taking advantage. So those people that don't wanna join the group, don't want to uh, you know, listen to this again, just go ahead, email me, and I'll give you an exercise that you can do every day to take advantage of the recession, to live in the Marcus market making and margins of millionaires uh, that you deserve to. So uh, just a reminder, just because you qualify to borrow money doesn't mean you should. There's credits that are good and credits that are bad, debt that's good and debt that's bad. Uh, learn those. The one that I would take most advantage of as a small business owner is ERC, the Employment Retention Credit. Uh, it's a great way uh, to get back some of your taxes if you're a small business owner that retained your employees during the pandemic. Uh, so just email me, david at demelter.com. All right, the next lesson, um, a house during a recession is primarily a place to live. Um, and you know, being able to fight inflation, the number one way to fight inflation is to live in your own house uh, because your mortgage does not go along with inflation. Hopefully you've locked it in uh, to a fixed rate when they were down into the twos so that you can even uh, take a better advantage of it. Um, but living in your house not only allows you to fight inflation during a recession, uh, but it also allows you to have asset-based lending, very quick lending that allows you very healthy debt to take advantage of the overselling or overbuying to create the markets or be a market maker yourself, to create the margins of millionaires yourself. So oh, one of the key lessons that I learned is a house uh, is, a, is primarily a place to live during a recession. Uh, you are not doing yourself any great service uh, by renting out your home and finding some else uh, place to rent yourself. So remember a house during a recession, uh, if you have one especially, is primarily a place to live. Um, here, here's one that was great and, and it's a duplicative lesson that I learned. Stock prices can keep falling a very, very, very long time. Uh, 12 years of gains that I had disappeared in 17 months. And I kept buying in, thinking that uh, I was hedging against my losses, creating even more damage to what I was doing. Um, and understanding beyond the fact that stock prices can keep far, falling a very, very, very long time is the amount of emotional uh, uh, bleeding that occurs uh, with investments like these uh, as they are falling. And so uh, what we wanna make sure that we do is follow the five daily practices every day to say, what is it I want personally, experientially giving and receiving wise? Who can I help and who can help me and how best to get this done? So that I'm putting my energy and prioritizing my energy with what's important to me, not what's important to other people or, or what I don't want or what's missing in a fear-based scarce quid pro quo zero sum game of stocks where all my energy was going towards not making money, but the money I was losing. And guess what? When you put your attention and intention on the money that you're losing, you end up losing more money and you end up learning the lessons that stock prices can go down and keep falling for a very, very, very long time. Put your attention and intention into what you want during this recession, not what's you're losing, what's missing, what's 
you know, being lost or what other people tell you, put it into your importance, into the what you want, the who you can help, the who can help you and how best to get that done, putting your attention and intention on making a lot of money by utilizing these lessons and helping a lot of people will allow you to enjoy or have a lot of fun by taking advantage of the markets like others have historically in a downturn, taking advantage of being part of being a market maker and participating in that perception. And of course, maximizing the margins of millionaires that are available uh, during that. Um, and so uh, the uh, other lesson uh, as I'm a parent that I'll hit on before we get to the Q&A is that you aren't necessarily done with your kids after college. And uh, we're going to see this again. Uh, when we have a downturn, uh, we have a group of young employees that have been spoiled, maybe not by their parents, but just by our economy. The greatest growing economy of all time since 2008. The most sustained growth and the greatest percentage of growth and the greatest amount of growth in the history of the world has occurred here in the United States of America. We have poured trillions of dollars into our economy and we have created efficiencies through technology and hybrid and remote working and <sighs> college graduates have had it, a job market that has never been seen before where they had all the leverage. Could you imagine those who are as old as me getting all the leverage graduating from school? Well, that's about to turn. And when it turns, our children who have been spoiled by an extraordinary economy are going to want to come home. And not only are they want to come home to be with you and to live with you, but they are one and going to want you to pay for them, for their cell phones and their cars and their insurance and their rooms and their food and their entertainment and so on and so forth. I believe one of the keys to being successful is to be prepared that your kids aren't necessarily done after college. In fact, one of the other expenses that occurs is that a lot of kids that can't find employment will go to graduate school. Talk about an expense. Holy moly, now you're paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for education, plus room and board, plus entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. So be prepared. You aren't necessarily done in college. These are just a few of the lessons that I've learned uh, through, through the recessions and downturns of 93, 99, and especially 2008 when I lost everything. Things can fall apart. You don't have to lose your job to be impacted. Not all the pain is in your wallet. Cash will never last as long as you think it will. Even side hustles get cut. The biggest risks are the ones you don't see coming. So make sure you get mentorship. Join that taking advantage of the recession group. Email me, david at dmelter.com. Some investments do remain stable. So look for those. And just because you can qualify for money doesn't mean you should. Look at the debts, look at the credits, apply for ERC now so you're ready to take a bit advantage of that. Make sure you know your primary home is a place for living. Stock prices can and will continue to fall and longer than we anticipate. And of course, our children uh, are not necessarily gone, even though they've graduated college. All 